Google Band Radio, on the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from Milledgeville, Georgia. Uh, to join the conversation is area code 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the blogtalkradio.com chat room. Go to blogtalkradio.com slash Dan. Sign up for your free blogtalkradio.com account, and you can go to the episode page, look right at the bottom, and you will be able to see the chat room and join us in the chat there. Or uh, you can join us on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Radio, and you can join in in the chat there. If you log in you know, with your YouTube account, you could also subscribe to the channel as well. And you know, so you can put your chat to either places. Um, so welcome either way. We usually get a little bit of both. Um, normally... You know, right now I'd I'd be I'd be at the part where I would be doing this week's headlines. Um, however, I really was not up to preparing for a big grand show today. Uh, it's been a stressful couple weeks uh, or so since evacuating uh, from the uh, from Hurricane Ida, and so we've been over here in Georgia. Uh, apparently, we do have power back at our house. No internet at the moment. Uh, hopefully, that will change. Uh, by the time we decide to leave on Saturday, uh, we got Robert Douglas over in the uh, YouTube chat. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for joining and watching the show. I don't know if uh, usually all caps ends up me being bringing up boys. Sometimes I don't know uh, which account he uses, but I welcome anybody in the chat. So, um, so yeah, we've got not a you know. I'm going to get home, of course, the next day is going to be spent, or that night and a bit of the next day will be spent cleaning out refrigerators and all that fun stuff because of all the bad food that's there. And then we, have, of course, have to go shopping to try and find food as well. And um, it'll be uh, interesting to, to have had to deal with that in a while, which is unfortunate um, that we'll have to do that. But it'll be, it'll be nice to be home. Uh, <laughs> it is bringing a boy, uh, but bringing a boy is having some typing issues today. Uh, so, um, but maybe by the time we get home, this our, our hard cider in our fridge will be nice and cold, so we could at least have a nice cold drink <laughs> when we get home, because we may very much need a nice cold drink when we get home. Isn't that right, Kathy? Yes. Yeah, so that that might very well have been the first time my wife has ever contributed to the podcast in 10 years, so... <laughs> She's always welcome to do so if she wanted to. So. No, thanks. <laughs> see, that's the second time, see? Um, she doesn't like to talk as much as I do. Um, anyway, uh, so um, I'm basically opening up the conversation to pretty much anything anybody wants to talk about. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit about, you know, there's, there, there hasn't been much – uh, my mom did ask me a question. Have you seen them actually say, Cassie, have you seen them say anything about you know, when they're like, don't, don't, come, you know, please stay away or, or don't, or don't come back, you know, until it's safe to do so. Have they actually ever said it's now, it's now fine to come back? I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I think it's either, either they haven't made that announcement yet or they forgot to make the announcement. So <laughs> I don't, it's, it, it, I think it's, there's a good possibility that it's either one of those things that, that if either they said they figured, okay, by the time you get power back, people will figure out that they can come back by themselves or uh, they re- they forgot to say, Hey, you can all start coming back now. 
so we'll see. Um, I miss my bed. I really do miss my bed. And we are also in a room that is far too small for three kittens. The kittens are going stir crazy, and we're going stir crazy. So as long as we have air conditioning, that's fine. I'm, I'm not looking forward to seeing what condition my pool is in and how much cleaning the pool has to happen or has to happen in that pool, how green maybe the pool got whilst we were away. Um, anyway, so lot, lots of stuff to deal with when we get home. And we'll, we'll, we'll cross that. We'll cross several bridges to get there when we get to it. So uh, bringing a boy wants me to bring you on the show. <laughs> you, you have a request, but she'll probably say no thank you again. So, uh, (laughs) or just no. (laughs) So, um, Demonox uh, might be uh, coming in. Uh, How much is he going to pay me? I don't know. Nobody pays me for this, but he's not one of my Patreons. So. Well, then he needs to be if he wants me on. (laughs) It's it's my new way of doing only Dan's, but with Cassie as well. You want Cassie on the show? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pony up the money to the Patreon. Um, the, bringing your boy, he says we may have gators in your pool. Um, there is a gator that's hanging out of a of a trash bin. I don't know if you happen to see. I don't know if that happened to make it all the way out to California. That image of one of the the, the uh, demo diva, which is a company down in New Orleans that's known for its pink dumpsters. Um, they had a gator tail just hanging out of one. Um, so that was dead. Yeah, well, obviously it was dead. Um, but yeah, so there was a, there was a dead gator in a, in a dumpster. Um, and you also had the gators that were, uh, chasing horses, uh, through the, uh, th- through the countryside or through one of the smaller towns or what have you, uh, post Ida. So lots of interesting stuff going on. Um, with animals. So yeah, maybe there could be some animals or dead things in my pool. Hopefully there's not too many huge branches or, or not much damage to the lining if any of those branches fell into the pool. Um, I made sure that our neighbors unplugged the pool so that uh, it wouldn't just be constantly trying to run without any uh, without you know anybody cleaning the, clearing the filter out. So that was, that was I think that was probably the most the most likely to, for me to protect the pool that way. So pool maintenance by liberal Dan. Very exciting. I know. Um, and if you hear it in the background, my, my cats are getting stir crazy again. So we'll see. Um, so one thing, one topic I did want to talk about after the, uh, we talk a little bit about, um, you know, me being evacuated and, and, and I think there'll be probably more stuff once I get back and I see what, what happened and what's going on there. It's hard for me to talk about what's going on there uh, when I'm not there. I basically, whatever you, whatever I'm seeing is whatever y'all have seen. So, um, you know, we did apparently on Monday, uh, my neighborhood got power for a whole whopping five minutes and then, and, and power came out. Everybody ran outside. Everyone cheered. The power was back on and then a transformer blew and, it was just a collective sigh of defeat amongst all of my neighbors. I'm very glad I wasn't there for that because I would have not been happy as well. Just be like, yes, power. No, no power. And then I think it also came back off and on, on and off a second time, but hopefully the third time is the charm. But as I've complained about on this show previously, uh, we still don't have internet yet. 
because Cox Communications is a big pile of garbage, and I don't like how you know there, there's. I have friends. I was telling them, like, well, I don't know when I can come back because I don't know when I'm going to have internet. And they're like, well, you'll get internet when you get power. I'm like, eh, that's cute. That's funny that you think that. And I do have friends that they got as soon as they got their power back, they got the internet right away. And I'm like, I told you, you know, that's fine. It happens for you, but we live in Algiers. We're, we live in the West Bank of the Mississippi River. We uh, we're the redheaded stepchildren of New Orleans, and when the cable goes out. The cable, our cable is the last cable that typically gets fixed. We were also the last power to generally come back when, when they're servicing like the big areas they're trying to get big areas back up and running. We're always the last one. They said we're going to come Monday, but it wasn't Monday. It was Wednesday when it happened. So uh, let's go ahead. We'll go ahead and take our first commercial break. Uh, Come back, take your calls as well. 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out Budgeteers.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the liberal band radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show, mmm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok, and you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. 
Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat, and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Liberal Dan Radio, Talk From The Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, nah, not from New Orleans, from Millersville, Georgia. To call the show, it's 914-803-4131. It's 914-803-4131. And, of course, you can always join us in the chat rooms at blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. Go to the episode page there, or go to the live stream on youtube.com slash liberaldanradio, and you can listen to us and find us there. Uh, so... Um, before we get into the, the conversation about what's going on in Texas, uh, according to uh, this one website, uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, active COVID-19 cases passed the 6,000 mark in South Dakota as of Tuesday. The last time that number was above 6,000 was January 7th, 2021. There were 453 new total cases reported on Tuesday. The state's total case count is 134,308 up from Friday's 133,855. A note from the Department of Health's COVID-19 dashboard says numbers reported Tuesday reflect data through 1 p.m. on Friday. Wednesday's report will include data from Friday through Tuesday, September 7th. Active cases are at 6,182, up from Friday's 5,970. The death toll from COVID is now at 2,074, up from Friday, uh, 2,072. New deaths uh, were a man and a woman. Um, both 50 to 59 or 70 to 79. Current hospitalizations are at 213, uh, down from Friday to 30. Of course, two of those ones that were down were the deaths, most likely. Total hospitalizations are now at 6924, up from Friday 6902. Of course, South Dakota was the site of the Sturgis motorcycle rally, which makes me have to... Uh, Weird dog down here in Liberal Band's Chopper City. We got some steals on Harley Davidson's today. Turns out holding Sturgis wasn't that bright of an idea. But while festival goers pass away, we're passing on the savings to you. All our Harleys come freshly sanitized for your riding comfort. And while supplies last, we're throwing in some antibacterial gel and a 12-pack of two-ply, just in case the stores run out again. So come on down to Liberal Band's Chopper City and get you a hog today. Liberal Band's Chopper City is a fictional establishment, and we don't know what the death toll of Sturgis will be. Yeah, there you go. So the cases in South Dakota continue to rise because of the irresponsible holding of the motorcycle rally over there in Sturgis. Uh, so, uh, again, not the brightest of ideas to hold a large, maskless, unvaccinated rally. Why again? I'm telling you why again, because uh, there's new news about about Sturgis or South Dakota, and I'm going to continue beating that dead horse until all the horses are dead. Um Let's see. So what are people doing about charging their cars since no electricity? Well, there's not that many uh, electric cars, I don't think, in uh, the state of Louisiana. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe the ones that are, maybe those, the people who own electric cars may very well have gotten out um, and found other places to charge their cars. It does, you know, 
of an interesting question. If you're stuck without your car being charged, I guess if you're, you know, one of the things that we do when a storm's coming is we make sure to charge all of our, our bricks to that will that can charge our, our cell phones and stuff like that. So I guess one of the things if you have an electric car, you have to make sure to charge that too before the storm gets there. Um, you know, one of the things, the reasons maybe why we down south is not the, the smartest idea to get an electric car. Who knows? Um, I mean, it's, you know, you say it's over for, for South Dakota. The, the Sturgis itself is over, but the effects of Sturgis may very well not be over um, because, you know, the Delta variant is far more infectious than the regular variant, where the old, the first variant, you know, they might have said, you know, one person can infect two, whereas now with the Delta variant, one person might infect six. Uh, so then those six people can infect other six people, and those 36 people can infect another six people each, which would then, you know, you do the math, because I don't feel like doing that math right now. And you can pull up a calculator if you want to. But, you know, this is the problem with the people who don't take it. Like the governor of Florida, the San Death Santis, said uh, the other day, um, you know, how, it, how somebody's choice to not get a vaccine, to not be vaccinated doesn't affect anybody else, which is maybe the dumbest thing he might have said, uh, because, uh, although I don't know, because he's probably said a lot of dumb things, because guess what? Not vaccinating does affect other people, because this is, this is a pandemic mostly of the unvaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you can still get it, but you're less likely to get it. If you have it, you're, it, it, it stays in your system shorter, so you have less of an opportunity to spread it. Um, and so, and you're going to be, and then you're going to be more likely to be affected by it by the uh, by being hospitalized or whatever. So, so you are not only increasing the chances of spread, increasing the chances of mutation, but you're also increasing the chances that your decision puts you in the hospital and therefore using up a bed that could be used by somebody else who has another condition that has to be dealt with. You know, to me, it's my opinion that if, if you choose to not be vaccinated, you should, everybody should know that you've chosen to not be vaccinated. And if, and if you have to go into the hospital and you have to, you know, get and, and they need room because somebody else is coming in an emergency, you should lose your bed. Simple as that. You made the choice. I'm not saying they should deny you care, but you should be put at the end of the line and you should be forced to give up your bed if there are other cases that where people are either you know, sick, you know, with something else or, or injured or some other thing where, where you're taking up their bed because of your choice. What has not been proven, Robert? What has not been proven uh, when it comes to the vaccines? I, I want to hear this because you're most likely wrong. I'm sorry. But, um, they, the, the, the vast majority of the people in the hospitals are unvaccinated. Uh, and so, so if you're, if you're vaccinated, you're less likely to be in the hospital. If you're in a hospital, you're more likely to be unvaccinated. Um, and yes, so it, it, there, there's plenty of data out there that's showing that it is, that is the case, that this is a, this is a pandemic. And even if you want to look at some of the studies, there's one study that comes out of Israel that says that perhaps having the antibodies makes you more likely to fight off the disease than, um, than not than, than the vaccine in of itself. Uh, they've also said that having the vaccine and the antibodies is even better than that. Uh, but in order to get the antibodies through the virus, it means you have to risk getting infected in the first place, which 
means you're now since you're risking getting infected, you're now risking you're more likely to go to the hospital. So you're taking the risk of of getting even more sick to try to try and not take the vaccine. It doesn't make any sense. Punish those who say my body, my choice. Good good way to uh, segue into the Texas conversation because a lot of the people that are saying, oh, I shouldn't have to wear a mask, I shouldn't have to get vaccine, my body, my choice, right? Um, have proven again that they're they don't believe in my body my choice because they are totally firmly and 100 percent behind this texas abortion bill uh, which basically tries to ban abortion um, by punishing the people with civil not even i'm not even it's not even a fine a civil judgment basically giving the people who report these abortions um you know, bounties, but hey, you can't perform this abortion, so we're going to let people sue you, even people who are not related to you, um, who, are not, who have no connection to the procedure whatsoever. They'll just be able to say, oh, you did an abortion, I'm going to get money from it, and I'm going to get 10000 bucks, and we're going to try and put them into the poorhouse, which has caused some clinics to do what they wanted them to do and say, well, we can't perform any abortions because we can't afford to pay $10,000 for each abortion that we do. Um, no, I think I came up with a loophole. If you either go to my TikTok account, uh, Liberal Dan Radio and TikTok, but I also uploaded the same video to YouTube. Uh, so you can check, I think it's my most recently posted YouTube video here. So if you go there, um, you can see the point that I made, which in brief is let a friend of the person who got the abortion get do the lawsuit and then gift it to the person who had the abortion abortion and then just increase the fee for abortions by 10,000 bucks, but don't bill for it until after she's gifted that money. And then you pay it right back. And that way you, you, you circumvent the restrictions, the woman or the person who gets the abortion, um, you know, gets the free $10,000 quote gift. Uh, then the gift is then, paid back to pay off the rest of the finance and the same $10,000 could be used in this mechanism that I created to be able to, uh, to be able to just pay these bans, pay these fines in perpetuity um, until you can get a bigger court to throw it out, which is still possible. According to uh, one Louisiana Senator, Bill Cassidy, uh, he seems to believe that if you, if you, sue the right way that it could still topple could still fall who knows we don't know uh, i know roberts roberts will vote to uh maintain roe versus wade because he actually believes despite him being conservative he's proven time and again that he believes in stare decisis uh, but who knows what kavanaugh or um was it kavanaugh or barrett are going to do who knows what they're going to do there's no way for them to know um but um, you know, and, the th and the thing about my the plan that I came up with is simply this: is that under the law, uh, under the Texas law, they kind of put in some form, a sim something similar to double jeopardy. It's not double jeopardy because double jeopardy is, in, is you know criminal charges, not civil charges. Um, but double jeopardy, it's a, it's a form of double jeopardy protection. So you can't just have like the entire state of Texas can't just all say, okay, well, we're going to sue every abortion provider, $10,000 and they're going to have to pay us all a bunch of money. No, it, as long as 
as long as the provider of the abortion pays at one ten thousand dollar fine to anybody, then it's done with, it's over with. So that's why I'm thinking. Well, you you basically have the friend of the person who got the abortion to to sue to to bring the lawsuit. Hell, even settle out of court. Say, look, we're settling on, we're paying this ten thousand bucks. Put in the note of the check. This ten thousand bucks is to pay for. Uh, is to pay for the fine. So now you have a paper record that's paying for the fine. Now the check gets written over to the as a gift to the person who got the abortion. Then it goes back to pay off the bill, and they've paid the fine, but they're no they're they're not they're not out any additional money. Um, so maybe I'm a legal genius and and should have went into law, or maybe I'm stupidly wrong and there's something about it that I'm completely missing. And um, there is a there is a talk about legal fees but I mean if you settle out of court there shouldn't be any legal fees you'd be like okay well I'm going to sue well here's a ten thousand ten thousand dollars um because of the suit and there you go or maybe we could maybe some sort of charitable fund can be created to help offset the the costs of the lawsuits um maybe you do it that way I don't know maybe uh oh you figure it out where where you know maybe maybe the the, the fees uh go to I don't know, you have to figure out the fee things, but I think that's negligible compared to uh, the $10,000 fine that would have to be paid to an individual if it was like, you know, some right to life group bringing the lawsuit. Um, apparently, there's been an injunction about the right to life groups bringing the lawsuits and the, the uh, what should I call it, the website. I don't know if that website's coming back or not, but the website that uh, was was brought up to help coordinate claims and has been swarmed uh, by uh, people on the left trying to make it harder for them to do so, but they've also managed to convince GoDaddy to not uh, allow them to host their site on their platform anymore, which is great. Um, but one of the things that I also suggested that people do is, you know, a lot of people say, hey, there's this automatic generator that could, you know, generate a, a valid Texas clinic our valid Texas address. And so just put this address in and, and so it's a valid, so the system doesn't kick it out. And that way, you know, you can just make them busy with the website trying to filter through all the garbage pay addresses that you're giving. But I thought again of something even better, uh, which would be if you are, if, hello, you joining my podcast? Nope not joining my podcast. I was going to introduce you to Agnes, but Agnes doesn't like me. So um, anyway, so if you, uh, if you, to me, put in the address of a crisis pregnancy center. If you don't know what a crisis pregnancy center is, a, uh, that is a pro-life front organization that is typically meant to discourage people from having abortions. They pretend to be, there's one in New Orleans that would pretend to be an abortion clinic but in reality, they just, you know, lie and lead the person on and wait till it's too late to get the abortion. And they say, oh, wait, it's too late. If you get the abortion, you can't get any more. And the person complains. They're like, oh, well, sorry. Their job was never to help the person who was seeking to get an abortion, uh, even if it meant helping the person, you know, with the cost that they might not be able to pay if they gave birth. Um, their, their whole intent is to lie and manipulate and stop people from getting an abortion. So to me, I was like, well, how about claim? How about you claim 
that these sites, that these crisis pregnancy center sites put in their addresses and say, well, they claim to be crisis pregnancy centers, but they're really performing abortions. I saw the fetal remains in the dumpster. I know what I saw. And then that way they they go investigate and then, and then start looking at looking into these, maybe get them fighting with each other. They're too busy fighting each other. They can't be working to prevent women from getting uh, abortions, which is their legal and constitutional right to be able to do. So since there's no website right now, there's nothing you can do about that. But maybe if it comes back up, we'll, we'll continue to push uh, individuals to try and uh, do that, to try and to try and start a war between the the pro-life website trying to report places for doing abortions and crisis pregnancy centers from you know keeping them overly busy. You know, trying to and no, no, we we know we saw these remains. What would be great is if somebody look, if yeah, that would be even better. If if you're able to get the remains from an abortion, and then put those remains in the dumpster of the crisis pregnancy center, and then say, look what I found. That would be very, um, what is it, Uh, Project Veritas worthy. That's something that Project Veritas would do. Uh, James O'Keefe. That sounds like something that James O'Keefe would do, uh, manipulating data and information uh, in order to uh, make himself look better, when in reality, he's just full of crap. Um, So where does it say in the Constitution, Daily News asks about the right to have an abortion? Well, um, the Constitution is not required to enumerate all of our rights. Uh, the Constitution specifically says that the non-enumeration of rights should not be used uh, as uh, a way to deny rights to the people. Uh, but there are constitutionally protected ideas like the right to privacy, which is what Roe v. Wade is based off of. Um, and there are other you know, Supreme Court rulings that basically use provisions in the Constitution to create, you know, but to me, the Constitution is something that's greater than the sum of its parts. So you have, you know, it has, it says you have, you know, right to free speech. It says you have the right to freedom of assembly, right? To your religion, which is something else that is great because um, the church of Satan basically said, hey, we are going to sue because you are violating our religious rights. Um, we fundamentally hold that abortion is a right that people have, and you can't prevent us from from getting abortions. Uh, and by, by enacting this law, you are, uh, you are, preventing us from practicing something that is a um, deeply held religious belief, um, which is how Hobby Lobby and the other site ended up, another employer ended up not having to pay for oral contraception coverage, even though the arguments that they used in uh, the Hobby Lobby case were full of crap because they basically made the assertion that uh, birth control pills stop uh, they, they made the claim that they believe that birth control pills stop implantation of an already created, um, but were not required by the courts to prove that this was the case. And even though earlier, even though it, was, it used to be the belief that birth control pills and morning after pills uh, would prevent um, ovulation, fertilization, and implantation, that used to be used to be the belief. There has been data shown more recently that that looks at the um, results if you're using these pills versus if you're not using these pills. And there's, there's no data to show that there's any 
increase in prevention of implantation of already created embryos. So what the court allowed Hobby Lobby to do is to be able to state something as that is a belief as a fact. And then they were able to get away with not covering oral contraception or oral contraception based on a, on a belief that something happens, even though there's no evidence that that thing happens. Um, yes, I did say that there is that there is a constitutional right to an abortion. But again, the Ninth Amendment, please go read the Ninth Amendment. The Ninth Amendment specifically states that you do not have to enumerate a right in order for it to be a right retained by the people. Um, so what do you call terminating the entity in a womb that has a heartbeat? Well, is it really a heartbeat? I mean, is it? A, a pulsating blood vessel is not a heartbeat. They, they, they can send, they can determine that the blood vessel is pulsating, but it's not quite yet a fully formed heart now, is it? That now they use it, they over, overly simplify it by calling it a heartbeat for lay people, but for lay people, they oversimplify a lot of things. Um, so, you know, under you're also allowed to, I'm pretty sure in Texas, if somebody is brain dead, you're allowed to pull the, pull the plug and let them go. So and those people have beating hearts. Why is it okay to pull that plug? But yeah, it's not okay to, to, to have, to take a pill that prevents the uh, development of the embryo or fetus any further. The, the problem isn't the heartbeat. It's not the same heartbeat. It, it, you have a blood vessel pulsating and then it forms into a heart. It's, it's, it grows. It, it becomes more complex. But even though, even if you want to grant full personhood to uh, embryo or to a fetus, um, even if you want to say this is a fully fledged person, no person has the right to use your body without your continuous consent. That's a simple fact. You should never know. So if, if, you, if I created, a, I, I wrote a story about this. Um, I you got to stop being a pain. Um, I wrote a story about this where you had a situation where uh, somebody was uh, hooked to a, uh, some got kidnapped and hooked uh, to the person, uh, to the kidnapper's wife via some contraption that connected the two bodies. And, this contraption would work uh, to help keep uh, the wife alive as long as the person stayed in that contraption connected to the other person via their whatever contraption it was for nine months. And uh, the, the, I made the story darker by basically saying, well, sorry, but the Supreme Court made this ruling. And because the Supreme Court made this ruling, uh, you can't disconnect yourself. You're stuck. Uh, but in reality, um, if, if we were in a situation where, where somebody hooked me to you, bringing a boy, and um, somebody brought that, you know, made me connected to you, and if I removed the contraption, then you would die. But if I maintained the connection, I, then you would live, and I had, I had to make the choice, either disconnect myself and go on with my life or allow you to use my body for nine months, I should be allowed to use that, to, to, to remove myself from the contraption, regardless of what happens to you, because you don't have the right to use my body without my continuous consent, period, end of story. So the same should apply uh, no matter what point of de development that you're at, especially when the embryo or fetus more than likely can't survive outside of the womb and 
the abortions that are obtained after that could happen are typically not obtained because of some, you know, they've, they've now decided magically, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a parent anymore. They've just, they've, they've said, oh, well, there's a condition that's going to affect me, that's going to affect my kid, that's going to, um, you know, affect my family that I have to take care of. Either that or there are some cases where you have a, a fetus where you know the fetus is not going to survive outside of the womb. And the person who is pregnant doesn't want, wanted to have, does wanted to have the child, but, but they shouldn't be forced to carry and, and, and gestate for, for, for two more months after they found out that the fetus wouldn't be able to survive outside the womb just to be able to have it be born and die. That person should be allowed to be able to have the abortion and not, not be judged for it. There's a circumstance that I read in today where there was a mother um, with twins. She was gestating twins. And there was a situation where they had to abort. The one, of the, one of the fetuses was not going to make it. But if she continued the pregnancy with both of them, neither of them would make it. So that person would have to be allowed, should be allowed under any ban that would, that would exist. I don't believe in any bans to begin with, but if there's going to be a ban, you're not, you're not, you're not pro-life if you would force that situation to happen and force that person to continue on gestating and have both fetuses die, except for doing one and, and, and yeeting one of them out of the uterus and to allow the other one to develop. Both of them were wanted, but there was a medical decision that had to take place. And, even though the Texas law does have provisions that deal with the health of the woman, of the pregnant person, guess what? It's not written in a way you were going to disconnect me. It's not written in a way that's going to uh, protect the other situations. Say hello, Agnes. Say hello to my kitty. Bye, Agnes. <laughs> Agnes does not want to be on the radio. Um Pulling the plug, Daily News says, pulling the plug is with consent. Pulling the plug when it comes to somebody who has brain damage, if there's no, if, if there's no DNR that exists, the person who has the medical power of attorney, i.e. the spouse, in the case of a marriage, that person has the ability to make that call and pull the plug, even without uh, an express living will. So, no, that's not necessarily um, – the case with that it, 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 it's somebody saying you can you can pull this person off of life support you can make it so that their heart stops beating because they don't have a brain that's working anymore where the fetus or the embryo doesn't have a brain that's working and it's started development either so what else uh, i have had two children i know are you trying to imply that you might have children that you don't know i mean i, I guess i could say that too i'm not aware of my uh of of any children beyond the two uh, that we've had as well. Um, but again, our children were wanted and planned. Simple as that. Um, let's see, conjoined twins, possibility of death is a, at, at separation. So does one get to decide to kill off the other half because they are tired of having the other? That, that's a, at the point where the conjoined twins are, uh, you know, it's an interesting legal legal question that you pose, and I, and I don't know if there's been any cases involving conjoined twins, but most conjoined twins in the case where, where you have two 
fully developed people that can't get split up because they're sharing a particular sharing that I, I would think that the courts would probably rule that you can't split up because you're both making that you can't make the legal legal decision for the other because you're both sharing the same because they both belong to you versus having it be somebody with an external connection, so to speak, which is the weird convert, which is really hard that you can bring a boy because typically the argument is that um, typically the argument is that the fetus or embryo is not part of the body of the, of the pregnant person. Whereas you're making an argument that they are sharing the same parts and are sharing the same body. So, so from the bill, yeah, I know the bill says there's an exception for medical emergencies for the pregnant person. There's not an exception for medical emergency. And it's not a medical emergency. If there's a, fetus that's going to be born and then die immediately after birth. That's not an emergency, but it's still not a situation that should be forced to happen. The woman, the person should not have to deal with that situation. The person should be able to make the decision. It's hard enough that you have to have, that you have to know that you, that you have a pregnancy that you want to complete and that you want to give birth and you want to raise this child, but you know that there's a fact that this child is not going to be able to be born and live and have a life the, the, the fetus once born is going to die. And guess what? The person should not be forced the agonizing pain of having to deal with two more months of two more months of pregnancy just to witness the child be born and then die. That's cruel. That's damn cruel. And so but many of the so-called you know, late-term abortions are not ones that are done by choice, that are ones that are done specifically because there are issues that take place. And most abortions are not late-term abortions. Most abortions are like first term, second, some are in the second term. And you should be able to just not have to use your body. There are, there are, there are significant changes that can happen to a woman's body when she's gestating. There's, there's, there are risks that are involved with every pregnancy. Some pregnancies are riskier than others. And nobody should have to be forced to take whatever risk that they don't want to take. Um, but in the case of conjoined twins, bringing a boy, in the case of conjoined twins, you know, you, you have two people that are born. And so you can deal with it at that point. You know, there's, there's nobody is suggesting that you should be able to, you know, just kill somebody that's born. But when you're dealing with, a on the unborn that, that that is a continuous use of your body and it causes permanent problems potential problems continuously for nine months that somebody shouldn't have to deal with and i would challenge you with three months to you know can you determine the difference between uh, there's that picture that goes around of the uh of the rhinoceros, I think it's a rhinoceros fetus, and everyone's like, you know, you should protect this, and all the pro-lifers are like, yes, protect this. I'm like, oh, that's a rhinoceros fetus. <laughs> and then why? Do, again, George Carlin said it best. You know, the, the people who they care right up to birth, and then once you're born, they don't give a crap until you're 18. They don't want to give Head Start. They don't want to give food stamps. They don't want to give any sort of aid to any children whatsoever once they're born. But then once they become 18, they want them again because, hey, these are bodies that we can send up to war to go die. That's what conservatives, many conservatives, 
I should say, uh, how many conservatives, especially conservative politicians, treat the unborn. And look, if this is really about, if you really believe that it was murder, if they really believe that this was murder, then why is it a $10,000 fine? Why, why, why 10,000? They have basically asserted that they've shown that it's not the same thing as a born human being. Because if you kill a born human being, you get the death penalty. If you get an abort, if you perform an abortion, if you get an abortion, you don't get fined. There's no punishment for you. But if you perform the abortion, it's a $10,000 fine. They're basically assigning a value of $10,000 to this, to, to the baby, as they will call it, to the embryo, to the fetus. That's, that seems rather low for the amount of value that you're trying to put on the embryo or the fetus. It's, it's, it, they're hypocrites because they try and claim that this is it's murder, it's murder, but they don't treat it like murder. They won't. They refuse to have the, have the cojones, so to speak, to stand up and say, we believe this is murder and we want to punish it as such. See what happens. They'll, they know they'll lose because they know that's it's a ridiculous assertion. They're they're barely hanging on as as it is. I'm surprised they had the I'm surprised they had the guts to push this rule. But they're constantly trying to push that envelope because they need to use it as a wedge issue. They need to use abortion to keep their base riled up because they need to keep the base coming out because that's the only way they they maintain their minority rule is by being able to gerrymander districts and having themselves. Uh, to gerrymander districts and, uh, and and keeping themselves in power as a minority party, which is going to be a lot difficult. As since since according to was it I want to say it was Neil deGrasse Tyson, who said that uh, the people who are conservatives conservatives are dying at a rate five times greater than liberals of COVID nineteen. So which is, I think, one of the reasons why uh, you, you see, like, Steve Scalise, the Senate uh, or the House Minority Whip, and you see other people who are Republicans in elected office changing their mind, trying to encourage people. I mean, not DeSantis, clearly, because he's a megalomaniac, um, but other people are making it so that, you know, they're trying to push – people to get their vaccines. Hell, even Donald Trump and one of the people he was doing a, doing a campaign stop with was encouraging people to get vaccines and then got booed. And the reason why is they understand that as more and more people die of COVID-19, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get those people out to the polls because you can't vote if you're dead. $10,000 to discourage doctors from performing the procedure. Yeah, I know that, but it's not making a criminal. It, you're, you're, not, you're not treating it like it's murder. People are going to get the procedure. That's the thing. You're, you're, by doing this, you're, you're not, you're just making abortions less safe. They're going to go get it. Hell, abortion was just decriminalized in Mexico. If you're in Texas, you can go cross the border and go get an abortion. You could probably run across the border. I'm sure there'll be uh, little pop-up shops right on the other side of the border where you can go get abortion pills. Get get yourself some RU46, and then come right and hop right back across the border. Easy peasy. You, you took your pills. You got them. 
you know, maybe take a couple day vacation for the for the pills to work. Come back a week later after your vacation. There you go. You now have an abortion. Voila. The law is not about banning it, but the, but that's the thing. The law, the wording of the law isn't about banning abortion, but the intent of the law is to prevent abortion, is to is to is to try and scare people from performing them, which is to basically create a de facto ban on abortions. But in reality, as I've said in the show before, and I'll continue to say again, conservatives never, conservative politicians never reduce abortions with their policies. They just make them less safe. When Jeb Bush was governor of Florida. The, the, he defunded Planned Parenthood, and abortion rates increased for the duration of his tenure as governor. So defunding Planned Parenthood didn't stop abortions, didn't reduce abortions, it, in, it increased abortions because people were less likely to get prenatal care, less likely to get, I guess, maybe birth control pills and stuff like that to prevent pregnancies in the first place because these clinics shut down. They also made it less likely for people in rural areas who only had one clinic to go to. They made it less likely for them to be able to get the prenatal care so their health pregnancies were less healthy. Meanwhile, you go look in Colorado with John, when John Hickenlooper was governor of Colorado, they implemented universally free contraception. Didn't matter if you had insurance. You could get an IUD. You could get oral contraception. You could get all of it for free. And guess what? Unwanted pregnancies dropped which means abortions went down. So liberal policies decrease abortions. You want to decrease abortions, elect liberals to do it. Elect liberals to, to enact comprehensive health care that will allow a person to get the preventive care that they need to prevent abortions, prevent pregnancies from happening, so you prevent abortions from happening. Then the only ones that you have to have at that point are the ones that are medically necessary simple as that but no y'all don't want to see that y'all don't want to understand that the best way to prevent abortions from happening is to prevent the unwanted pregnancies from happening conservatives or politicians just want to punish people for getting abortions or punish people from performing abortions what do you disagree with daily news the facts that it is laid out i mean i could probably go find you the links of, of what happened in Florida and what happened in Colorado. In Florida, they defunded Planned Parenthood and abortions increased. In Colorado, they increased funding to birth control and gave it to people for free and abortions decreased because unwanted pregnancies decreased. It's as simple as that. Conservatives don't want, conservative politicians don't want to actually end abortion to begin with. They don't, want to, they don't want to solve the problem of abortion. That what they want to do is continue making it an issue. Because if, abortion, if, if liberals got their way and was able to make sure that every pregnancy was a planned one, every, every time that someone got pregnant that it was planned, like, you know, what planned parenthood would like to do, if, that's what they, if they were able to implement that and made sure that every pregnancy was a planned one and a wanted one, then abortion wouldn't be an issue anymore, and Republicans couldn't use it as an issue. So it hurts the Republicans to actually implement policies that reduce abortion. So they just want to, they just want to make it a big, scary thing. They want, they want to make lots of noise about it, but they don't want to solve any problems. 
1976 U.S. Congress passed the Hyde Amendment, which banned use of federal funding to pay for abortions. Right. That's true. And the Hyde Amendment has amended, has been amended several times since then to, to allow certain funds. The Hyde Amendment has changed over time in some presidencies and some Congresses. They've allowed the, um, they've allowed um, abortions to be done to, for, for like service women who have been raped and got pregnant from their rapes. But in other presidencies, there were, there were cases where somebody who was a service woman got impregnated from a rape and they couldn't, they couldn't use their health care to get the abortion because of the Hyde Amendment. Um, so there's that. So, I mean, and that's cruel to force somebody who is a, um, to force somebody who is raped to continue on with their pregnancy under, under some Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment is garbage and should go away anyway. But, but I don't know what, you're, what the point you're bringing up with Medicaid, or, you know, pay for abortions through Medicaid. I don't know what point you're bringing up, you know, because when they defunded Planned Parenthood, the Hyde Amendment wasn't funding abortions anyway. But what they, were, what they ended up doing is, well, you're performing abortions, so we're not going to give you Medicaid money. You're not, everybody pays for promiscuous sexual. People have the right to be promiscuous if they want to be promiscuous. And it's going to either cost you more money to cover the, the, the way that, that y'all would want to have it, the conservatives want to have it, is that, you know, y'all want to force the, force the birth. You want to force the birth, and then you're going to put the kid in the foster care when the person gives up the baby for adoption, puts the kid in the foster care because they can't handle the baby. They can't support the baby. So now instead of paying for somebody's pills, which are relatively cheap, $5 a month or whatever for some, for some people. Some people can't take those. Some people do. Um, but, you know, you're covering the you're, – you're paying for the pills or you're paying for 18 years of a child's life or unless the – I guess even when the child you – know, I think the person who, who was adopted from foster care still ends up getting aid from the government. So it, it, it's, it's a ridiculous argument, frankly, to say that you don't want to pay for promiscuous sexual behavior because you pay more when you don't treat it as proactively and preventively. You know, preventive care includes a lot of things. You know, birth control, you know, when, if you pay for health insurance, you know, everybody is paying together uh, into the health insurance pool, and then a health insurance pool is happy to pay for oral contraception as a first dollar as first dollar coverage because that makes it less likely that the person is going to give birth which means that the person is going to incur less medical expenses because they're not they're no longer going to go to the hospital for the for the doctor who are you to say it's bad behavior Dale? is i mean why is it that that's one of the things we're not puritans you know if somebody wants you know what there's nothing wrong with some with two people having consensual sex. There's nothing wrong with what what's not true. When you say something is not true, and you respond like I don't know what it is, so you kind of have to quote me because I don't know what you're saying is not true because there's a delay. So I'm not judging people for sexual activity. If you want to have, I, I would encourage you to have uh, sex that you know is, is protected as you as, as you want to have sex with. You know if you want to you know use condoms, use birth control pills, be be as safe as you feel that you need to be in order to protect yourself. But I'm not I'm not calling consensual sex bad behavior. I don't I don't 
I don't slut shame on the show. I don't think that there's anything wrong with human beings participating in consensual sexual activities, nor do I believe that uh, pregnancy is, should be considered a punishment for, um, for having sex. That's what y'all y'all want to say that the pregnancy y'all want to, you want to treat pregnancy as if it's some blessing, but then you basically treat it as if a it's a it's a punishment for somebody. Well, you had sex, so you should have it. You should then have a child. Pregnant some sex is sometimes just simply for fun, and, and I'm sorry if if the only sex that you've had in your life is sex to to create children because there's a lot of fun things to have when it comes to sex. Sorry, to, I'm, I'm sorry if your sex life has been just for procreation. You said you had two kids. I'm sure the I'm sure you've had sex more than just the times when you were attempting to uh have those children, right? See, but here's the thing, you say you pay for preventive sex, it's called sex education. There are a lot of conservatives who oppose sex ed. They don't want people learning about birth control pills and condoms and the proper way to protect oneself and arming people with knowledge so that they know how to best prevent themselves from getting pregnant. Many conservatives oppose that. They're, they're against that. doesn't make sense. What are the general consequences of unprotected? Well, I mean, it depends what time of the month it is. You don't know what, you know, there, I think, you know, there's only there's only a, this window where, where you know people who are Catholic have used the quote rhythm method uh, to basically judge um, to judge um, you know whether or not they're going to get pregnant or not. Uh, but even even if you time it per well to that you know to where you've managed to do it in the time period where the person is fertile, well, guess what? I think what I think maybe thirty percent of all fertilized eggs um, implant. Many of them just get naturally discarded. Um, so, so no, the, the general consequences of uh, unprotected sex, you know, could be pregnancy, could be an STD, or could be um, nothing. Just, I mean, it, it could be, <laughs> could be at least one satisfied party. Uh, maybe one satisfied, right? Hopefully two, but maybe one. Let's bring on our caller. Howdy. Hello. 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 Yes. It's me. What, 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 How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yourself? Okay. It's hot. <laughs> really hot here. Yeah. Yes. The humidity is just to die. But um, yeah, other than that, we're okay. How about yourself? I know you're dealing with circumstances and situations yes. that that aren't ideal in anybody's oh. uh, life you know it's got to be hard i'm sure yeah it's it's rough it, it there's been there's been several uh arguments uh between people at the house um you know just it, it's not it's not ideal to have three cats two dogs two children five adults under one roof um right Especially when it was four cats and one of them died, so Aww. yeah, so it was not a not a not a not a good thing. So uh, um, yeah, I, I, oh. my heart is with you guys. I remember, and I've been thinking about you because uh, Rob and I had a situation where we had to, to move back to my parents' house. You know, it was just for a week or two, and it was um, it was interesting. You just just you know, I love my parents. I just don't 
want to live with him. <laughs> yeah, but there's a reason why we grow up, and while we grow old, and we move out of the roost. I appreciate my mom for putting us up and, and, and I know she, she's glad to do it for as long as we need to do it, but Absolutely. I, need my be- I need my bed back. <laughs> <laughs> and your space. <laughs> yes. I need more space for the cats. The cats need to have our free range of the house again. And um, uh, the kids are going to be I upset mean, not if we go home with your wife and you are going through a situation of it's traumatizing. You know, even though you yeah. got out, it's still a traumatic because you're not home. And the animals right. themselves, they experience a tra- traumatization as well because they're used to a routine. And now they're put in a totally different place with a different yep. routine. <laughs> so yep. it only increases matters, you know, the, the tension. Poor thing. So, so, yes, my heart goes out to you guys. I appreciate it. So... We were just about to end up, but you have a final point to make about the whole conversation that me and your other half were having? Um, well, actually, my other half has left, um, so it's okay. been me. Oh, oh, it has been, oh, it's been um, you. Okay. I, 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 yeah, I changed the name. He was under his name, and then I, I um, pick him out, and I put my daily news oh, in Okay, there. I didn't realize it was but, you and uh, not him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you would know it was him. He's not as tactful with his arguments. So, <laughs> but, I mean, um, maybe I should have known it was you because because I noticed the spelling was much better too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the first like... person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, it's just I think that. Um, I don't know, the whole abortion thing, people see it as a right because it's a woman's body, but then we apply double standards when it comes to the right of people to do something else that they want. But that's not the same situation as abortion. It's like, but it's the same principle of having autonomy for yourself, what is best for you and your well-being, um, be it health issues or Mm -hmm. something else. And so I think, you know, if we're going to take this abortion off the table as far as you do what you do you, it's none of my business, I don't care, do what you want to do, it's legal, whatever, Um, then we need to apply that to to all things, um, decision worth as far as individual, um, you know, decisions that are made. If if this person decides that they want to go and smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol to where they've got cancer and liver disease, well, that's what they did, and what they were drinking and smoking were legal. So, you know, what are you going to do? Right. And, and I support, <laughs> and, and I support the, I support, I support decriminalizing, legalizing other drugs as well. I mean, as long as you're not putting other people at risk, you know, I have no problem. If you want to smoke dope, smoke weed, whatever, fine, smoke weed. You know, I, I don't think you should be able to drive after doing drugs, just as you shouldn't be able to drive after drinking because that is making a decision that's putting other people at risk. Um, but you know, I think the government doesn't have any, uh, shouldn't have the ability to tell people to tell you what not to put in your body. I mean, I agree. So, so what there's, you do with so your body? <laughs> you know, the, uh, if the, you're not hurting thing, anybody I, else, then then and, you know that's that. <laughs> and, and that's the important thing is if you're not hurting anybody. Now, I know now there are people who are going to be listening who might say like, well, what about the masking or the vaccines? Then I'm like, well. That's the thing. It's like you, you. I don't think that anybody should hold you down and force you to take a vaccine. Um, but I also do think that there's, you know, public health issues that come into play where if, if people who are unvaccinated, you know, 
if you're less likely, if you're more likely to be uh, transmitting the disease, if you're more, more likely to be infecting other people, and if you're not wanting to wear a mask either and not want to do social distancing, then perhaps there should be some, you know, restrictions on where one can go because by doing so, you're then putting other people at risk. Mm, so, I see, but so, okay. <laughs> right. So it's okay to have sex because it feels good and you should be able to do what you want. Knowing the consequences and the outcome possibilities, a strong possibility, and as far as the whole rhythm um, method thing goes, well, if you're young and you're hot and the, um, you know, your emotions are running high and <laughs> and everything else, you're not going to go, oh, wait, I can't. i got to wait till next week. They're going to go ahead and do well, it. Well, that's why you have but they know the consequences. That's why, that's, why, that's why birth control pills should be made universally available. That's why you should be able to get the morning after pill. That's why you have all these other things. That, sure. The, Nobody's right, saying they should take them off the market, but if you can't afford them, they well, close your lips. There are people who are taking. There are people who <laughs> say they should be taken off the market. That's the thing. There are people who say that. There are people who they say that, that, but they haven't been. It hasn't been done. See, we can't go with the future of what may happen if it's not done. Why talk about it? Because well, you know we don't know what's going to happen in the future. Because they've said it. They've called. They, you've had politicians call birth control pills abortifacients and if you know that they want to ban them so uh, it was weird because there's one person who used to be the former governor of louisiana bobby jindal he took he took a, a creative way around what he felt should happen um he believed that you should he came out with saying that birth control pills should be available over the counter and everybody was like wow this is bobby jindal saying it why is he saying that and, me knowing Bobby Jindal as well as I do was like, there is a catch here. So it took me all of five minutes to figure it out, which was the reason why he wants control pills to be over the counter is because then the health, health insurance doesn't pay for them because right. they're over the counter, because they're over the counter drugs and no longer prescription drugs. So therefore it, mm -hmm. makes, it takes access away from many people who would usually rely on their, on their uh, healthcare coverage to get, birth control pill. So that was his It should goal. be covered under that. Yeah, last time I checked, I mean, as far as any type of well, birth control uh, public is, assistance. Birth control, birth control pills are covered by public assistance. Okay. But what he wanted to do was make it so that they wouldn't be because public, because Medicaid wouldn't, wouldn't cover it if it was an over-the-counter. That's oh, the point. Okay. That's what he was, that, that was his intent was to, was to, was to, was to make it less accessible. Um, so, uh -huh. and make it out of and, pocket. So that way they would have to spend cash instead of to, to completely bring up a totally to completely bring up a totally different subject, but to prove to kind of explain my point, um, mm -hmm. whenever I, whenever I talk about Donald Trump when he campaigned on, he campaigned on you know his total complete ban of Muslims entering the country. Now, when he became president, he only implemented the seven country ban, but he campaigned on the total and complete. So, should I believe? that he was he would have been happy stopping at the seven or do i believe that he might that he was going to continue to try and do it until he got to the total complete you know when people state a political opinion of what they want to have happen uh you can't just accept the fact. well they haven't done it yet so we shouldn't talk about it no i think if people are saying that this is something that they want to have happen then it's something that but we this need, has been talked about for years it's always abortion abortion during elections going on since elections began you know, right. and, 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 and the right concerned about their guns being taken away and not literally in the sense that somebody's going to go door to door, but the law that they want to pass in, in D.C. as far as you have to have psychological valuations from you, your exes, your current and your parents, and you've got to pay 
X amount of tax for each firearm that you have. They make it impossible for a person to own, or nearly impossible, I should say, I correct myself, nearly impossible for a person to have a firearm, in which case you would have to turn it in if you didn't meet all the requirements. And so they went around it that way, like Bobby Jindal did with the out-of-pocket uh, cost for abortion. Well, that's the thing. But so had should we be concerned about that? that? Well, I think it's reasonable for people who are who want to support the the Second Amendment. I think it's, it's reasonable to bring that up to say, look, because again, it's it's they're trying to do it by this way, and it's reasonable to bring it up that way. I mean, of course, you had the Heller ruling, which which overturned the DC gun ban back then, um, and Alito stated his opinion, sure. and the person who who public one of the people that publicly agreed with. Um, uh, I'm sorry, of Scalia's opinion, one of the people who publicly agreed with Scalia's position was at the time President Obama, who said that, that, that he agreed they, with. You, can, you have the right to own a firearm, but you have to meet these requirements is what Congress is going to do, which in essence takes away guns from a lot of people and violates their Second Amendment right. They have a right to own it, but you have to meet our requirements. It hasn't passed yet, but if they don't meet the requirements, in essence, they're taking the Second Amendment away. And 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 there's I think there's a, there's a different there there is a potential difference between the the abortion thing with Texas the Texas heartbeat law, and because you're not basically saying you know they're not saying you have a right to own a gun but we're going to fine every dealer who sells a gun ten thousand dollars for selling this gun, like no yeah, but you, but like, the owner can, has can to you, be can you imagine can you imagine if New York did that can you imagine the outrage that New York would, would that that people would have if New York was like. You know, you you can legally have a gun if you want one, but anybody who sells a gun in New York has you know has to pay ten thousand dollar fine if any and anybody can sue for the sale for every gun sale. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? I mean, I would say that I, I would come out on this podcast and I, if if New York did that, I would say that's a ridiculous law. You know, and I think you would also agree that that would be a ridiculous law. But that's the same thing that sure. Texas just did. Uh, do you, so? Do you do you believe that that Texas law is also ridiculous? I believe there are parts of it that are ridiculous. They went too far, Um, the whole being able to sue issue on that. I think that um, as far as if if there's a heartbeat, it's a life. There's life. Whether or not, you know, it's an an echo, it's it's a life. It's it's living. (laughs) And so if if there are cells, it's living. I mean, before the heart forms, it's still living cells. And what are those cells? A human being, they're not like a... You know, well, I mean, as, as soon as the like sperm that. and eggs, for, as soon as the sperm and eggs come together, it's it's right. a, it's 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 a it's a, a it's a living bunch of cells. Now, what those living bunch of cells differentiate and become later on, you know, you you have a living. Do you, you think I mean, that it will become something other than human? A human? No, no. I mean, okay. The the, the odds of you know maybe you could consider uh, you know. It's what it's like. I think it's like a thirty to forty percent chance of a of a of a fertilized embryo implanting on the uterine wall, where you know the majority of them, from from what I've seen, I don't have the direct source of the study, but from what I've seen from whatever studies I've seen on this, is that the implantation rate is relatively low when it comes to regular healthy, you know, not with people, you know, who have normal uteruses and not you know, uteruses with like endometriosis or whatever. Um, sure, you know, those the, are the implantation cases, rates. In which case, the, implement, it would be a the implantation. Exemption. The implantation chances of that are like maybe thirty to forty percent in a healthy uterus, which means that sixty to seventy percent of all created embryos are being discarded. 
which if you want to consider the embryo to be worthy of the same legal protections as a born human being, then that's reckless endangerment right there. I mean, you shouldn't be, you know, it's, it's. No, because it's, it's a process that the body, that the, that the woman's body um, takes care of on its own as far as, um, you know, rejecting that pregnancy and. I'm going to say it's probably not even itself. rejecting. Just because it doesn't have to be re- the rejection is when it, when when there is when there's a miscarriage. If if it has any, if it doesn't even implant, that's not even a rejection. That's just a oops, we missed. Let's try again. You know, but it's still you're still putting this collection of living cells in a uh, in a precarious position. If you if you put a born but child in a, a man... position, if you uh-huh. put a born child in a position where they were 60 to 70 percent likely to die, uh, that per, you you would be arrested. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are also people who, you know, let's say the let's say you have somebody who does have endometriosis. Let's say somebody who who has a harder time getting embryos to implant. I mean, those people might even have a higher uh, failure rate when it comes to natural implantation. So those people might mm-hmm. have to rely on like in vitro fertilization. But a lot of the people, there are a lot of people who are who are anti-abortion who are also against in vitro fertilization because the process ends up. Uh, with some embryos that are created being discarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, so, I have other issues besides that. I mean, yes, that is true, what you were saying, and it's almost the same thing as basically aborting it because it, it didn't take, and so it just died off. Um, but my but I mean, other but issues but with I mean, that, let's, with let's the say, in vitro... Let's say, create, let's say you create five embryos for in vitro fertilization, and you try and get those mm-hmm. implanted, or you try in the natural way, maybe you cause a hundred embryos to be discarded, which is more protecting of human life. If you believe the embryo is worthy of protection to me, the in vitro. Well, fertilization yeah, but there isn't anything more... you can humanly do at that point. It's just something it's nature. But there's also the situation that I sometimes have talked about on the show as well. Uh, let's say if you had, uh, if you're in a room and if you're in a hospital, let's say, and let's say there's a, uh, there's a cart uh, that has a uh, hundred frozen embryos in it. Um, and those embryos could eventually at some point become a human life if implanted into a, into a uterus. And, it's their embryos. They're, they're fully fertilized. So they're sitting okay. there, they're waiting. They're not eggs, not frozen eggs, frozen embryos. So they're sitting there and okay. they're frozen and you have a hundred of them in a, in a, in a cart. And, uh-huh. There, you also have a another cart that has a newborn, and let's say the building's on fire. The carts are big enough where you can only push one, um, and and the uh, and each cart has enough battery power to be able to survive for you to be able to put plug it in once you get it somewhere safe. So the, this, mm-hmm. this is the situation. This is the this is the theoretical situation that we're in. Given okay. the choice. Would you save the hundred embryos, or would you save the one newborn? Frozen embryos don't have a heartbeat, so then you would choose the the, the baby. Okay, but the thing is, so so it's, it's, they're frozen. They're not living cells anymore. They're frozen until no, they're but they, they can they can they can be reimplanted, and they can be they've taken frozen sure. embryos and 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 created. There are there are people who don't differentiate between those. There are people who want to say that a frozen embryo is the same thing, is the same has the same moral value as a as a newborn. Right. But it's but it's, and so it's I would then, I would say I disagree with that because it's they're not because they're frozen. 
they're frozen cells. They're in, in a, you know, a stagnant mode. They're nothing as far as there's no life within those cells at that moment because they're frozen. Um, only at the point of insertion would they take on life. And so at that point, then, you know, it would be a life. But because they're frozen, it's it's not living yet. I okay, mean, they've so, been so put here, together let's, let's to throw wrinkle. Let's throw another wrinkle in the conversation. Um, let's say... Um, you had a situation where you had to have those same 100 frozen embryos, and then you had an infant whose heart just stopped. Well, that's a no-brainer. You go save the infant, right? Well, if it's if not, the, if it's not if breathing, if, if it's not, if well, it's dead, well, you can you can, why you can still you perform CP, You can still perform CPR. Well, we don't know that yet, though. Right, but until, but I, I, I think you know that you, know you but you know that you. You know that you could perform CPR on somebody whose heart stopped. But that and, doesn't and mean it will, it will come life. back to life, though. Yeah, I know. But that doesn't mean but, but, it doesn't my guarantee point is, life, My though. point is that most people would still try and save the – most people would still try and save the, 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 the newborn, even if the newborn had a condition that needed CPR right away. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, no, I disagree with would, that. Yeah. You, you would, you would save you. The, the embryos instead of trying to get the, the infant to someplace where CPR could be refor- performed? No, I, mean, I agree with you. If the, if the baby has stopped breathing, then the baby is technically, you know, dead as far as if it just happened, depending on what the circumstances were with the baby, you know, you have SIDS that happen, at which point there is nothing you can do, not even CPR that will revive that baby if it if it died from sudden infant death um, because it's something within the, the heart and, and internal. You can't say, but it's just dead. <laughs> I'm sorry no, to put well, it that what way. I would say, what I would say is that, is that – you can still perform CPR on, on any born person who, whose heart has just stopped and there's a chance that you could revive the individual. So I think most people would still end up trying to push the, the cart out of the burning building and then trying, try and have CPR performed on the, to try and attempt to, to resuscitate the infant back to life instead of wheeling the hundred embryos out of the building under the hopes that one day it might, they might get implanted. So to mm-hmm. me, that says that there's, there's value that there's that there's more value on a on a born person than there is on embryos, regardless of whether or not they are frozen or just recently freshly implanted. So that, yes, that, that's that's my agree point. With that. That. Right, that's my but point. But I with also that. think that anybody worth their salt would attempt to grab both and take them out right. of the burning well, building. That's, that's why so I make, that's why make it so that the they're, they're, they're so heavy <laughs> that you can't do both. That's the point. You have to make the decision. It's not a mental exercise if you only save, a, or let's say you could potentially save two, but you have to do it one at a time or something. Let's say there's not enough room on the elevator, or I mean, you're not using the elevator in a, in a fire drill, but the point is, is that, you know, is a lot of times people try and poke holes in hypotheticals, but it, the, the point of the hypothetical is a thought exercise um, mm-hmm. and not a uh and and not necessarily a you know a perfect analogy for every situation but right but you're looking for the just the raw reaction you know given that circumstance immediately what is the everybody's gut is going to push that newborn out before pushing the chart before pushing the embryos out even people who want to claim that the frozen embryo has the same value as the 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 born child Mm-hmm. Even though there are a hundred of those and one born child, you're still going to push the one born child out. Uh-huh. 
So that, I would that, think that's... that, you know, with the six week, you know, with the heartbeat, that should be actually studied some more as to, you know, when that heartbeat starts to come to where you can hear it with your, with your, you know, with your um, ultrasound and so forth and find it and locate the life. Before that, you know, you have time to, to abort it if it was not planned, it was an accident or a circumstance, you know, just beyond the woman's control. Um, and then, of course, medical exemptions, you know, with a, um, incest or rape or, or, you know, something wrong with the baby, a choice between the mother and the child or, or just, um, just a medical emergency in general. Sometimes, you know, women just start bleeding for no reason and, you know, um, they need to, they have to get rid of the baby basically because it terminated inside the womb, um, the miscarriages and so forth. And so, you know, it's a, at that point, it's already um, dead and they need to have it extracted. So there are a lot of variables to two um, terminating pregnancies, but um, but basically, you know, a window should be, you know, avail- which it is, made available to those who, you know, have the accidents, oops, oopsie doopsie, we had too much wine to drink, and well, now I've got this, this issue to deal with. Um, and then of course, but the, again, but the, the six, six weeks is, is also a little bit, you know, Early is simply because of the fact that there are a lot of people don't know before six weeks. That can be true um, if if they're not interested in knowing, because there are ways to test, and there's also ways for doctors to examine and know. And so right. to say that, but, but sometimes you don't yeah, know. I just didn't know. I, I, right, I know right. some, but so I know people who have gotten. Suspect, I know go people who have gotten pregnant, you know, with condoms and birth control. So like, you know, because so, sometimes there are medicines that don't. 100%, you know, that that will reduce the effectiveness of a birth control pill. Or sometimes um, somebody might be on the wrong version of birth control because they might be a little bit overweight and it might be only good to up to a certain pounds or whatever. Or it might not be as effective. Or sometimes as, you miss a pill. You know, yeah, sometimes human. you miss a pill. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and missing a pill doesn't necessarily, necessarily imply, oh, now you have to gestate for nine months. Now you have to put your body at rest. That's ultimately my thing is like, you know, if you find out at eight weeks or 10 weeks, you know, then, you know, and, and you're like, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be forced by the law to be on the hook for it. You know, if people want to advocate and say, hey, we should make these resources available for any person who ends up pregnant who might not have anticipated, but, you know, we want to, I think there's a European country, and I'll forget the European country. There's a European country that where the, the people who um, protest abortions are, you know, people, they, they don't try and convince you to not or, or you know they don't threaten you they don't they don't get all up in your face they say look mm-hmm. we understand that you're facing a terrible you know that we would rather that you not have the abortion we believe these certain things and we're going to try and convince you to believe in our do and by and when we do so we're also going to make sure that you have these you know that you're going to be covered health-wise that you're going to be you know you're yeah. going to have your medical bills paid for you're going to have you know we're going to help you care for this child you know to be able to handle the cost that you don't think that you could afford that sort of thing. So that's what those, that's what um, that, that's a great and, 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 and that's, that to me, that's the, that, that's, that's the, I think the preferred way that I would say for, for people to try and convince people, not by via the force of law, not by forcing the gestation or, or by trying to punish people for providing a healthcare service, you know, by, by making it, by, by making the person, by taking away all of the negatives that they feel might happen to them and that they still might choose to have the abortion because they might not want to want to risk 
the health risk because it's like sometimes people might not want to even deal with you know the potential risk that might happen maybe they know of people in their family who had and the call dropped i don't know why um maybe they know that people um i didn't hang up on you if you're still listening um maybe maybe they know people who uh in their family who've had complicated pregnancies and they might not know for themselves that they also would have a complicated pregnancy but they might not want to take the risk they might not want to deal with it and that should be their right and that's ultimately to the to me to, to me when it comes to abortion there should be no there really should be the only, the only regulations on clinics should be whatever you know whatever regulations would be on other clinics of like you know health standards make sure it's clean make sure there's no um make sure there's no you know problems when it comes to sanitation make sure that there's no problems when it comes to um you know make sure that the people who can perform the procedures are are medically trained to do so those sort of things those are reasonable things to place on abortion clinics because they're medical clinics everything else it should be between the, the patient and the doctor there should be nobody getting involved in between any of it you know there's there's there should be no situation where anybody you know where the law stops a, a person from having their body stop being used in the way that they don't want it to be used and people who bring up third trimester I, I point to what something that Pete Buttigieg said but his response to it was their their third trimester abortions are crazily rare and they're usually uh, situations where the person doesn't want to do it but is being forced to do it because of medical necessity either medical necessity for the person for the who is pregnant medical necessity for what's going on inside the uterus uh, etc so there's 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 no reason why I believe I, that any abortion should be banned. Let it be between the doctor and the uh, and the patient, and that's it. And this is going to be the end of this week's episode of Liberal Day and Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Um, assuming I'm back in New Orleans next week, and assuming uh, that we have internet, I will be back next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central. BlogTalkRadio.com/slash/LiberalDan. Um, until then, just make sure to subscribe here on YouTube. Uh, follow me on all my social media channels. You can go to liberaldan.com and find all those as well. Um, and again, Liberal Dan Radio on Facebook, Liberal Dan on Facebook, Liberal Dan Radio on Twitter, on TikTok, YouTube, etc. Till next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Off to the left. That's right.